Why don't you just go and do a pew check real quick? Just look over and tell somebody who wouldn't serve a God like that. Come on, let's give him praise today. Who wouldn't save a God, serve a God like that? That'll wake you up this morning. Start your own your way. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? That will provide for you when you are in lack. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? That a, a God that will heal you when you're sick. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Come on, let's give God some praise today. Master, Savior, Refuge, Healer. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? How blessed we are to be once again in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. Uh, we thank God for the privilege to uh, my mentor and big brother uh, in the ministry, uh, Dr. Cofield. We thank God for him, for the joy uh, and the gift that he is to the body of Christ. Amen. Good hope. Amen. And so we say happy birthday again. Uh, to him publicly. Uh, listen, hope you came praying. I won't hold you long, no matter how long it takes. <laughs> Join me in the word of the Lord at the Gospel of Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. And um, I'll start reading at verse number 1. Mark chapter 9, verse 1. It reads as follows. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, Verily I say unto you, that there shall be some, that there be some of them that stand here which shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. And after six days, Jesus takes with him Peter, James, and John and leads them into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them Elias, Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. For he wist not what to say, for they were so afraid. Verse 7 says, And there was a cloud that overshadowed them. The voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, hear ye him. Verse 8, and here's where we'll stop. And suddenly, when they had looked round about, they saw no man anymore save Jesus with themselves. Uh, this is the word of the Lord. Today, as the Lord gives me strength, I want to try and preach this text from a typological vantage point, uh, whereas the disciples would represent a type of church. They would represent the church. And so I want to take a look at this text from that kind of lens, and I want to talk from the subject, Rules of the House. Rules of the house. Um, with that said, I believe that if every believer is to be the kind of believer that we need to be, um, there are some particular requirements that need to be adhered to for the believer to be what he or she says that they are. And in the same token, for a church to be uh, meet the requirements of what it is for a church to be. 
as it relates to its purpose, its divine purpose from God himself, then there are some requirements that must be adhered to. I would say that there, they are some mainstays that have to be in place uh, that are necessary for a church to be what it is called to be. And so as we look at this text, it's a familiar passage. It is what we know as the Mountain of Transfiguration text. And on the heels of it, we have the words of Jesus, uh, rather a pre pre precursory before we get to the Transfiguration encounter. We have Jesus talking to his disciples and letting them know these words. If any man would come after me, he's got to deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And so the very next thing that Jesus does is he takes his inner circle, Peter, James, and John, to an exceedingly high mountain, and there he is transfigured before them. Transfigured literally means that his glory that was intrinsically, inherently enveloped inside of his human flesh, on that day it came outside, and they were able to visibly see who Jesus already claimed that he was. Are y'all with me? And so then there's a, there's a point of tension there because there are many times that God will give us vocal confirmations. But Jesus in that moment gave, moved past vocal confirmation because many times he had already told them, I and the Father are one. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so now he moves from vocal confirmation to give them a visible confirmation. Because the glory that was inside of him, the record is, it came out. And so after that encounter, all of a sudden there appears Moses and Elijah. And while there, they're, they're, they are conversating together with Jesus, and there are significant um, 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 commentary, there's significant commentary as into why Moses and Elijah were present there in that moment. Um, and, and, and I would like to suggest that perhaps Elijah is there because of his significance as an Old Testament prophet. He was, the, he was, a, he was a trainer of prophets. Um, whereas Moses, on the other hand, was also a very important figure in the history of, 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 the, of the children of Israel. Uh, so, so then when Moses comes on the scene and Elijah comes on the scene and the disciples are beholding what's going on, all of a sudden Peter gets happy, gets excited because of the encounter and he says, Lord, it's just good to be here. Let's not leave, but let's build three tabernacles, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for you. That's the text. But then all of a sudden, that following verse, I believe it's verse number six, verse six says, for Peter really didn't know what to say. He was so captivated in the moment. And the truth is, beloved, when we find ourselves experiencing mountaintop moments, we feel the same way. It's just such a wonderful experience to be on the mountain, to have the encounter that we're having, that we want to stay there. But the mountaintop's design is that it has not been given to us for us to embrace for eternity. But the mountaintop is a transition place. But it's impossible. I may have shared this before last year. It's impossible for you to go to mountaintop to mountaintop. But there is strategically placed between two mountains what archaeologists call a depression. And the depression between the two mountains is the valley. 
Jesus didn't even utter a word contextually, but all of a sudden the record is that a voice comes from heaven, which is his father, that says, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Moses and Elijah disappear, and only Jesus is present. And so that's our, that's our text. There are a few observations that I want to give you uh, real quick about this particular matter of the rules of the house. If any church is going to be what it needs to be, the first thing that I believe that we have to have, we have to have, <clears throat> if we're going to meet the requirement of what it is to be uh, God's church. First of all, every church ought to have as its premise the exaltation of Christ. The exaltation of Christ. That's what happens. And so that when Peter sees and James and John, they see the other two figures, Moses and Elijah, that moment was not about the significance of Moses or Elijah, but it was about Jesus. Are y'all with me? It, it was about Jesus being known to them as who he really is. So that when his glory shows up, and that's another thing, the, the choir just got through singing that song about the glory of God. When we gather together, we gather for no other reason but to lift up the name of Jesus. We, we gather so that his glory can be known. Are y'all with me? We gather so his praise can be lifted. Worship can be rendered. We gather for no other purpose but lifting up Jesus Christ. In every church, if you're going to be a Christian church, it has to be that sole purpose in mind. When we gather together, we don't gather uh, uh, for some theatrical performance so that we can have somebody sing to us and pump us and prime us and make us feel good. But no, when we gather together for worship, we gather to present our praise, to present our worship to an audience of one. Are you with me? So the significance is not when you leave that you feel better, but the significance is when we leave that God takes pleasure in it. Are you with me? So, so if you don't like my singing, it doesn't matter. If you don't like my praise, it doesn't matter. Because whether you know it or not, you didn't wake me up this morning. You didn't start me on my way. If you can't be born of a teenage Palestinian virgin girl, walk the dusty streets of Jerusalem, heal the sick, raise the dead, unstop deaf ears, open blinded eyes, die on a Friday, get up on a Sunday, you don't have a thing to say about the praise that I give to God because when I come into his house in the language of antiquity, I forget about myself and I concentrate on him and I worship him. Because it's about the exaltation of Christ. Don't you remember? Jesus says in the gospel of John, and I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. If you lift him, sinners will be saved. If you lift him, the wino will drop the bottle. If you lift him, the crackhead will put down the crack pipe. If you lift him, backsliders will be reclaimed. All you got to do is lift up Jesus. No wonder the songwriter of old said, how to reach the masses, men of every birth. For an answer, Jesus gave the key. And I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. Oh, the world is hungry for the living bread. Look the Savior up for men to see. Trust him and do not doubt the words that he said. I will draw all men unto me. If we're going to adhere to the rules of the house, we got to make sure 
that what's present, number one, is the exaltation of Christ. Here's the second thing. Not only ought there be the exaltation of Christ, but secondly, there ought to be the explanation of truth. Significant because the disciples are so captivated by the encounter that they don't know what to do. Verse 6 again says, Peter really didn't know what to say, but he knew something needed to be said. Are y'all with me? And so Peter, in, 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 in habitual form of many Old Testament examples, when God would show himself, the persons who he would show himself to would in response erect an altar. It happens in Genesis 22 when Jacob wrestles with the angel of the Lord all night long. He builds an altar. And many times in the same form, after God makes presentations of himself and manifests himself, there would always be the erection or the establishment of a place to memorialize that moment in the memory. And so Peter, in the same fashion, he's, he, he doesn't know what, what's going on, but he knows something needs to be done in honor of this moment. But he responds impetuously because God the Father comes along and says, listen, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. He gives Peter a snap and the rest of the disciples a snapshot on what this thing is all about. He literally explains the truth of the moment. This is not about Moses or Elijah. Peter says, Lord, let's, let's stay here and build three tabernacles, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for you. The significance, again, is not the two other parties, but the significance is Jesus Christ. And make no mistake about it, beloved, no matter what it is that you and I go through, it might be hard, but the significant fact is that we're not in it by ourselves. You got somebody going through it with you. And so, but... This, this particular point, we argue that there must be, if, every, if a church is to be what it is to be, missionally, uh, purposefully, uh, 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 doctrinally, it must be an entity that shares or explains the truth. We cannot, in the times that we're currently living in, afford to compromise and water down and sugarcoat the truth. We've got to give the truth in the spirit of love, as, as it is required, but, but we got to give the truth. We got to tell the truth. We got to call it what God calls it. If it's your problem, you still, I still got to call it what God calls it. You can't call it something else. Stories told of a man uh, that was called to a church and he preached on sin, and the elders of the church called him in and said, uh, Reverend, we don't want you to speak so plainly about sin. Uh, because it may cause others to fall into sin. Um, he, and, and, and the pastor said, okay, well, what, what are you saying? He said, well, if you could use some other name uh, other than sin um, to talk about matters of sin. He says, okay, I, I think I understand what you're saying. He says, just like that bottle of strychnine over there, instead of calling it strychnine or rat poison, you want me to call it the essence of peppermint. The point is, it makes no difference what you call it, it's still going to kill you. Are you with me? And so we, we cannot afford to play uh, and devalue what the truth is. Man calls it an accident, but God calls it abomination. 
Man calls it a blunder, but God calls it blindness. Man calls it a chance, but God calls it a choice. Man calls it a defect, but God calls it a disease. Man calls it error, but God calls it enmity. Man calls it fascination, but God calls it fatality. Man calls it infirmity. God calls it iniquity. Man calls it luxury. God calls it leprosy. Man calls it liberty. God calls it lawlessness. Man calls it trifle, but God calls it tragedy. Man calls it a mistake, but God calls it madness. Man calls it weakness but God calls it willfulness you got to call it what God calls it and here's the thing about being a truth teller you might lose some friends <laughs> but if that is the cost of giving the truth then that's something that we as a church have got to be willing to deal with so there's the exaltation of Christ and I'm nearly done there is the explanation of the truth third and final thing and I'm done there is finally the expectation of God's presence. Because when we gather together for worship as a church, if the presence of the Lord is not there, we've participated in a colossal amount of song and dance, which amounts to a waste of time. Are y'all with me? So when we gather there ought to be an expectation because whether you know it or not, when you come, when I come with an expectation for the presence of God, God meets the expectation with his fulfillment. Many times, many of us cannot receive the things that we pray for because we don't expect God to answer. Are you with me? But if you and I would tap into the ability to elevate our faith to the next level and trust that God is not only a God who hears prayer, but he's a God who answers prayer. Are y'all with me? That's what happens on that mountain that day. The presence of God showed up. You see, you cannot orchestrate the glory of God. You cannot script the manifestation of God's glory. God does those things whenever he chooses to. Same thing takes place in Acts chapter 2 when the, on the day of Pentecost when the spirit fell in that upper room experience. It did not fall because the disciples were up there doing all that they were doing, but it fell in that house because God was inclined to do so and again when we gather the moment that we gather together for corporate worship we ought to gather that God's presence can be made known are y'all with me and so on that day again Jesus the glory that was inside internally uh, enveloped in Jesus it came outside but his father showed up to cap the moment and give fulfillment to all that had been done on that day. To the point again, beloved, when we gather in the house of the Lord, we ought not gather for any other reason but to have the fulfilling presence of God. When I gather, when I come to church, I'm not worried about passing notes and peppermints. I'm not worried about sending texts and taking selfies. That's all cool and fine. But that has nothing to do with our reason for gathering. When I come, I want to feel God. Because I've been through a whole lot through the week. The devil's been giving me hell all week. 
been dealing with hellish co-workers been dealing with crazy co-workers and, and, and folks that live in my neighborhood and I've seen so much tragedy on the news and so that when I gather I need to have a moment where the glory of God is present and I can feel his presence and feel his embrace and, and I'm not I may be talking to about 50 of y'all that are in here today that's had those kinds of moments when you came to church with a bowed down head when you came to church burdened down and heavy laden and didn't understand how your thing or situation was going to turn around and it happened while you were at church during the period where Christ was exalted it happened when you were at church during the period when the truth of God's gospel was explained it happened while you were at church that you felt the presence of God letting you know that everything is going to be all right it happened. It happened at church. God bless you. of the house it happened at church oh what a blessed word this morning amen amen those of you can and will please stand on your feet God has blessed us with a strong word this morning it's one thing about the gospel you don't have to talk hour and a half. He gave us a message. Rules of the house. Exalt the Savior. Explain the truth. And experience God's presence. That's what the late Pastor Kimball would say that's something you, that's portable. You can pack it and take it with you. And you can tell somebody if you're trying to get them to come to church say there's some rules of the house when you go to church. Now if you're going to be a part of a fellowship, the main thing if you're going to exalt the Savior, you got to know him. And if you have not come to a saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can today. You've been coming to church, been bringing all of your burdens. Now you have a chance to lay them at the altar. You have a chance today, right now, to say, I want to be saved. I want to experience what the pastor talked about, God's presence in my life. So today we, we take time right now. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ, we give an opportunity right now to come just as you are saying I want to be saved we have men and women all around the sanctuary that can help you um, experience what it means to be saved you don't have to flip corners and do all those kind of things you just come with your heart and say I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ 
So while the choir sings, we extend to you this moment right now to come just as you are. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ, this is the opportunity for you to come right now. to decide if you want to be a part of this family where well, we invite you to come on and join us on this journey we're not perfect in no shape form or fashion but we invite you to join us and one thing I can tell you is that we're going to love on you just as God loves on us and we'll welcome you into this family of believers to help you to become all that God wants you to be now, some of you if you're saying I don't want to walk down there I don't want people looking at me we understand we have a blue card on the back of each seat, and we call it our in-touch card. And if you want to let us know that you want to join this church or you, you want to talk to someone about salvation, we invite you to take that card, fill it out, put your name on it, and just kind of tell us what's going on with you. You turn it into the usher, and we will contact you after the service. So we're trying to get to you in any kind of way we can because we don't want you to have any kind of excuse. We want to open the door for you. We want to make sure that you come to a saving faith and you become a part of a church family. So we extend that offer to you. But if you decide today that today is a good day, we welcome you right now to come on down as the choir sings one more time. He is waiting, yes he is. He is waiting. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Right now is the right time. Come to Jesus. Come on, come on to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He is waiting, yes, he is. He is waiting. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes.
God, we come to thank you for this word today. Lord, we lift up anyone here that is still struggling, Lord, that's still debating. We lift them up to you right now in the name of Jesus. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to move on them, to show them the way. The truth of your word has been explained, Lord, and we pray now that it that it rests on them and shows you in a in a different way in their life. Bless them now, Lord. And we thank you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right, we want to thank again Pastor Johnny White for that word. Amen. All right, church, it's time for the offering. All right, Master Control. The Good Hope Marriage Enrichment Ministry presents In the Pursuit of Perfect Harmony Half-Day Marriage Conference, Saturday, January 19th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. A free continental breakfast will be served and admission is free. Hey family, True Youth here. Every Wednesday while you are attending Bible study with Dr. Mallory Green, the True Youth Ministry is also having Bible study on the third floor of the Center for Hope. Bring your youth grades 6 through 12 for food and fellowship. We will be diving into the book of John to better grasp who Jesus is, why he came to die for us, and how we can be better followers of Christ. Hope to see you there. In celebration of Christmas and the new year, Good Hope will have family worship Sunday, December 23rd and December 30th. True Youth and Children's Church will resume Sunday, January 6, 2019. We are gearing up for Upward Soccer, Good Hope's newest soccer league. For more information on how you can serve, support, or sponsor a child, come by room 215 in the Center for Hope at noon today. Join us in our 2019 Taking Hope to the World Ghana Missions Trip. This trip will be a life-changing experience and is designed to help you live out your faith, hear the voice of God more clearly, and change people's lives. Using humanitarian and outreach efforts such as prayer walking, personal evangelism, building projects, children's clubs, etc., you will have the opportunity to share and show the love of God through your presence. If you are a licensed professional in the medical or dental field, you are most welcome to come and serve. Your participation in kingdom work is the answer to the prayer request of those you will be serving. Jesus asked us to pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So please pray about and consider getting in on what God is doing in the world and attend the missions trip interest meeting today after each service in room 221. For more questions or more information, please contact Reverend Mark Sloan at 281-386-7386 or via email at msloe at goodhope.org. Don't forget, CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week. And remember, good hope, loving God, 
loving all people, and changing the world. Amen. Govern yourselves accordingly. And uh, we also want to remind you as you give today, give as God has blessed you. Uh, we don't ask for equal gifts. We ask for equal sacrifice. So just as God has blessed you, that's how we ask that you give back today. Let us continue in giving. There are several ways that you can do that. You can go online to the Good Hope site. Uh, you can give through the Givelify app, or you can give uh, with the baskets by cash or by check. All we ask is you give as God has blessed you. Amen. Let us continue in giving. pastor that preached this morning so we're going to uh, have another offering just for pastor white so the deacons are come, gonna come back and uh, pass the buckets again if you want to give that way you can but we also have on givelify app uh, a spot for his name so if you want to give that way you're free to give that way as well so uh, brother deacons we can pass the buckets again and let's bless our uh, the pastor that preached a strong and mighty word this morning amen all right, show him some love. Let us continue. Let us lift his name on high. Blessing to the pastor. Amen. All right. God, we thank you for these gifts and we pray that they are a blessing to Pastor White, Lord, and we pray that they are a blessing to the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. We have a special presentation right now. in a minute. 
10, 9, 8, 6, 5, 4, something. Amen. All right. Well, while, while we get that together, we... Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. All right, Reverend Doctor D.Z. Cofield, our senior pastor, would you please stand? Amen. Uh, you got to kind of turn around, right there. You know, come on, everybody, if you would stand. Pastor, I know I can't sing it like you, so you get it once a year. <laughs> so y'all bear with me. Well, we're singing happy. You kind of did that, man. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, all right, okay. All right, Pastor. Now, church, let me tell you what, how we blessed our pastor for his uh, birthday. Uh, the church was able to give him a nice watch on last night. Uh, we uh, have uh, sponsored a dinner for him and a fellow laborer, one of his pastor friends, so they can have a nice meal and get together. And an overnight stay at one of them nice hotels in Houston. Them nice hotels, you know, where they lay it out for you. So we're going to make sure he has a good night and a lot of love. Amen. So we bless him. Pastor, we hope and pray this is a good birthday. It's number 57. You, you're moving on up, man. <laughs> you have a couple of comments? Okay. All right. So last night, one of the... Uh, Young ladies, who was a little, little girl when I got here. Grandmother used to bring her to church all the time. And uh, she walked up to me and I saw her good and grown, you know. And I was like, wow. I was like, what are you doing? And she started telling me about what she's doing. She's teaching and she's getting ready to shift her career to being a school counselor and all this stuff. And I was like, wow. Like somebody's getting older well you know what I found out um, getting old beats the alternative you know because <laughs> if you're not getting old that means you're gone um, so I'm, I'm really grateful and thankful for our, our, our church family thankful for your love and your love that you show year round it's not just my birthday but I, I really want to say thank you for that uh, this year, I'm, I'm looking forward to God 
doing even greater things. We've got some exciting things that we're going to be launching. We've already started, actually, um, with our community outreach and our ministry to hurting people. And I see God just opening some doors in a special way to make those things happen. And I'm really at a point in my life where I'm more committed than ever to not allow anything to get in the way of me doing what God has called me to do with the time I have left. You know what I mean? You know, I think as you get older, you care less and less about what other people think about you. You know what I mean? Like when you were young, you know, you was like, man, what do they think? What do they think? And you get old, you're like, look, whatever it is, I done learned. It is what it is. Um, folk going to think what they want to think. Whether it's true or not, they're going to think what they want to think. So as long as I know what's true, I'm going to keep on rolling with that. And so I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. And want you to keep me in your prayers. This year has been a really tough year just in terms of spiritual attacks. And but I'm, I'm anticipating that uh, God is bringing some great victories and they're on the way. Um, there's a passage in the book of Daniel. I preached it years ago. Maybe maybe um, maybe the Lord will put it back in my spirit to preach. But years ago, the Bible says that Daniel was praying and it was taking an, an inordinate amount of time for that prayer to be answered. God was praying and praying. And when the answer finally showed up, Daniel said, what took so long? And the angel says, you know, the answer was, was coming, but I got held up in the heavenlies. There was some spiritual warfare going on. And so I couldn't bring the answer as quick as I would have. I was in a fight in the heavenly realm. And it's important for us to know that um, when those spiritual battles are going on, it doesn't mean God hasn't answered. The answer just may not have arrived yet. And so we got to keep on fighting and keep on pressing. And I really believe that that's what the Lord is doing with us. Thank you all so much. Thank Pastor White for coming and taking time out of his schedule to come and share. And I hope you... Uh, personalize that message you know when we talk about the rules of the house they're really the rules for your life right that your life should be a life that exalts Christ uh, that your life should be a life that is apologetic and that you are able to explain Christ nobody should have to wait till Sunday morning to accept Jesus Christ in their life if they know you amen they know you Somebody said, I need Jesus right now. How, how are you going to tell them to accept Jesus Christ in their life? And you should come with your priority to experience God. To experience God. That's, that's what you should come for, to experience God and demand nothing less than that. All right? Amen. We, we good? Yeah, just a few more things. All right. All right. Uh, we will not have a Bible study this Wednesday evening. No Bible study this Wednesday evening. And the noonday Bible study will Actually, be... Actually, no more Bible study this year. This year, thank you. Yeah, yeah this year. Good, man, all right. I'm, I'm playing a straight man. Yeah, no all Bible right. study this year. And uh, for noonday Bible study, there will be caroling, Christmas carols, at the Bill Village Assisted Living Residence. So if you know how to sing, you love to sing, they're going to leave here at 1215, 
Wednesday and go right down the street to the Bill Village Living Residence. So we invite you to go and join in with the carolers. All right. All right. And continue to pray for our sick and shut-in members and our bereaved families. Special shout-out to uh, Deacon Nichols, who is back in the hospital, and we want to lift him up in prayer. Matter of fact, you know what I need to do? Um, yeah, we got time. Elder, this is what I need. I need, it'd be nice if all y'all could come. Um, let, let's take a bus. And we're going to go surprise Deacon Nichols. Go see him in the hospital and sing a little bit for him. He's, he's really been struggling. Every time he comes out of the hospital, he goes back in. And it's home for a month, and then he has to go back in. So I want us to go encourage him between services. All right? We're going to do that real quick. Um, Travis upstairs? All right. I need somebody with the keys to the bus. Let's get the bus. It, Cecil? Deacon Cecil here? Deacon Wright? Any deacons here? You got it. Okay. All right. Get get the bus. Henry, get the get Deacon Wright. Get the bus for us, please. We're gonna come right out. We're gonna get on the bus. All right. We're gonna get on the bus. We're gonna go over. Uh, he is in Methodist Hospital, so we're gonna go over there. And uh, and then Deacon Tibbs is in Herman Hospital. Has some chest pains, and he was they're running some tests. They thought they were gonna have to do a catheterization, but it doesn't look like they're gonna have to do that. Um, and so he should be home, if not coming home real soon. They kept him for observations and ran the test. All right? All right? We're going to do that? All right, let's, let's do that. All right? Matter of fact, we're going to do that right now. Let's, let's, let's go. Come on, let's go. All right? You, you take care of the visitors. We're going we're gonna to go get on the bus. All right. I'm, I'm going too. Yeah, I'm going you going to solo? Amen. Amen. All right. As they prepare to leave, it's time to recognize our visitors. So if you're visiting with us today for the very first time, would you please stand? If it's your second visit, please stand. Or your third visit, please stand. We're not going to ask you to say anything. We do want to recognize you, though. If you're here visiting with us, this is the chance for you to stand and let us know that you are here. All right. All right. Well, church, if we don't have visitors, that means we didn't do what? All right. So we tell somebody to come on by good hope. All right. The word will be preached, and, and there will be good singing. Amen. All right. So if everybody is good, let us stand. And uh, be dismissed. Touch a shoulder, grab a hand, show some love. All right. God, we thank you for reminding us afresh of your presence, of your truth. And all it is is that you are the audience that we're here for. So we exalt you and we lift you up and we give you all the praise. 
But Lord, I pray for every one of the sound of my voice that you bless them this week as they rise up early and settle late. Bless them, Lord, as they go out and as they come in. Bless them in their labor and in their leisure until we come together again in the house of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, hug somebody on your way out.